It's that time of the week, folks, a Finance Friday with our own Lindsey Crosby of Mid-South Bank. What is our Finance Friday topic of the week? Something in the news. Um, we're talking about the congressional relief bill that is the, the COVID bill that is supposed to be voted on by the House today. Okay. Um, so the full text is not out, but we kind of have the outline of what's in it. And because it's reconciliation, the way that this works is it's actually broken down by committee. Congressional committees uh, go and actually say this is what our committee's funds that are in the budget are being used for in the bill. So that's kind of how, how I want to cover it. A uh, lot of content here. We know the full size is around $1.9 trillion, which is a lot of money. Yeah. That is a huge dollar amount. Um, and obviously what what will happen, the House will vote on this, then the Senate will vote on reconciliation, and then if those two aren't the same, the Senate version will go back to the House, and odds are the House will then pass the Senate's version. But, okay. but it starts with this. So the Education and Labor Committee, um, $130 billion for school reopening. And that money is directed towards, uh, specifically towards PPE and ventilation system upgrades, um, as well as public school access. And 20% of that money is supposed to go towards what they're calling learning loss, meaning efforts to make up lost ground for students that missed in-person school. So trying to catch their students up. And then $40 billion going to higher education with some of that money needing to be emergency financial aid grants for students. So uh, child care help, $39 billion for child care help. The prioritization there is relief for families who are struggling to cover the cost of tuition. Um, We've seen a lot of people who have stepped out of the workforce voluntarily because their kids were home from school and they couldn't afford child care. So the idea is this money is supposed to help with that. Uh, Food assistance and resources for families and children. Five billion towards a towards an existing um, low income family for food assistance and uh, during the school year and summer, so it pays for their lunch at school, as well as giving them lunch over the the upcoming summer and expanding eligibility for WIC, which is women and children, for food assistance. Okay. Uh, One point four billion for older Americans under the Older Americans app, um, which covers nutrition programs, support services. To, disease prevention, some of the funding for the League of Russell Council of Governments comes from that, I understand. Okay. And then the Education and Labor Committee is the one that proposed the $15 minimum wage. Um, there's actually, it actually says there's only about $150 million of, of money dedicated towards that, but that's where the $15 minimum wage came from in this bill. Got it. Kind of. Again, we'll have to wait to see if the Senate parliamentarian lets that go through. Doesn't really seem to be budget related, but we'll see. Right. Uh, for transportation and infrastructure, uh, that committee gave $50 billion to state, local, and tribal governments for COVID-19 response expenses. So the cost of PPE, the cost of vaccinations, National Guard deployment, disinfecting public facilities. So, like, we're paying the um, the police department to help direct traffic around to the Tuesday morning site. Mm-hmm. Some of this money would go to reimburse the city for that. Okay. Um also money for public transit and transportation. So airports, um, Amtrak, things like that, uh, you know, where they've, they've lost money because of less riders, but they still have infrastructure to maintain. Uh, the Ways and Means Committee is increasing unemployment insurance until August 29th. The current date is March 14th. They're going to extend the weekly unemployment benefits from the government until August 29th. 
I think they made a mistake here because I think the Biden administration is is saying, here's a date, and that's as long as we're going to do it. And I think they need to just make this an automatic process. Hmm. Um, they just need – like in, this, we did something like this uh, in the early 2000s and some of the stuff after September 11th where we said some of these programs that we have made are automatic. They're going to be automatic for as long as like the cleanup takes around the – the 9-11 site. We're going to automatically have the funding for this work, or we're going to automatically do this off of certain criteria. I think picking a date is probably a bad decision uh, because it just means if for some reason you need more unemployment assistance in August, you have to come back and pass another bill. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ways and means is who has the stimulus checks. They're looking at a $1,400 check. Um, for those of you who earn up $75,000 individually, $150,000 as a couple, and it would include $1,400 for children and adult dependents, including college students and disabled adults. Wow. Uh, college students were excluded from previous ones. And the thing here will be they tell you if you had a change in family status in 2020, you had a child or something like that, the way to handle this is to file your 2020 taxes, and they will take your 2020 taxes when they determine your payment uh, on this stimulus package. So if you didn't get a check for your child and you want a check for your child, you go ahead and file your taxes, and then you'll get a check for your child versus having to go back and claim it later. I know that it, that affects you, Zach. Yeah, yeah, we had a kid last year. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, they also have, have uh, tax credits in here. They're expanding the child tax credit. The idea is uh, we're going to make it easier to claim uh, child care expenses as well as dependent care expenses. So make that a little better. Uh, the Small Business Committee wants to do a little bit of more work on the PPP program, expand it out to some more nonprofits, give some additional funding, which would bring the total funding we've put in the PPP to about $813 billion. Mm. Um, yeah, PPP also is supposed to run out in about a month as far as the the eligible application period. So this would extend that out some more so that if you hadn't done a first draw or you hadn't done a second draw, you can go in and do it. Okay. We have some folks, if you didn't do the first one in the fall and you did your first one now, you have to use that money before you can make a second draw. If we extend the period, you'll be able to do that. Got it. So um, Energy and Commerce Committee, they're the ones who have a lot of the, the surprisingly, a lot of the health money. So money for public health. Uh, goes to Health and Human Services to help pay for a lot of the medical services that are happening. So paying for vaccines, paying for contact tracing, money going to the CDC. Um, they also have money going to not only the CDC locally, but also to CDC efforts to track COVID-19 internationally so that we can make sure once we do eradicate COVID-19 in the U.S., it doesn't come back from a foreign traveler or something. As well as here energy assistance, and then internet connectivity, $7.6 billion to make sure that all students and teachers have access to broadband internet. Since we've seen during the pandemic, if you don't have reliable internet access, it causes even more delays in learning and leaves you farther behind. Mm -hmm. So there's money in this bill to ensure that every single person has access to broadband. All right. It is a Finance Friday. Lindsey Crosby. I'm Zach Blackerby. This is Auburn Opelika this morning.
Finance Friday continues on. Zach Blackerby, Lindsey Crosby with Mid-South Bank. Our topic of the day is discussing what Congress will be voting on today with the, the latest COVID, um, COVID what, what's the title of it? Uh, Stimulus? I'm just calling it COVID relief. Yeah, COVID yeah. relief. It's there like you go. the sixth or seventh COVID bill that they passed. Right. I don't even know the number anymore. Um, so the Financial Services Committee has a lot of this is the one that's had some of these. This has been the one that's been most interesting. Uh, they have money for the Defense Production Act. It's yeah. $10 billion, and this is to reimburse industries for the changes that they've had to make to comply with the use of the Defense Production Act to require them to make PPE, vaccines, tests, things like that. So obviously when we use the Defense Production Act, we are paying for the product that is made, but this is to reimburse some of the companies for their expenses to retool a production line to go from making a medicine to making a vaccine. So makes sense. Okay. Um, $25 billion for rental assistance, and this is emergency, emergency assistance for renters. Uh, you can specifically go and apply for this. This is if you have had an interruption in your income and you have gotten behind on your rent as, an, as a result of that. Right now, you are still under eviction forbearance. They cannot evict you from your from your your home. This is an the idea here is to give you some additional funds to catch back up, so that when that moratorium is eventually lifted, you don't get evicted for being behind on your rent. Okay. Uh, they also have the same thing towards homeowner assistance to help offset the state's uh, loss of property taxes. So they have money coming to states for that, as well as helping offset the loss of mortgage payments. Um, that's for states and territories. Uh, they have $10 billion going towards the state small business credit initiative, which is a kind of specific program that exists to support small businesses in the country, not widely used. And then $15 billion for the airline industry to support um, pay, uh, payroll for airline workers, uh, separate from the PPP program. So it's like it's like PPP, except they just give it to them versus making them go through a bank for it. Okay. The Agriculture Committee... Uh, has $3.5 billion to USDA to buy and distribute food uh, from farmers to the public as well as provide grants to farmers and to rural health care providers. The idea is they've obviously seen interruptions in what they do. This would also increase um, SNAP benefits by 15% through the end of the year. And then the, the last big one here that I found was Veterans Affairs. There's a surprising amount of, of money going to Veterans Affairs to fund uh, state veterans' homes because they've had a, a financial crunch through all this. Um, the VA specifically, they've had a lot of benefit claims and appeals process that has been backlogged, has been slowed down to COVID-19. So they have a lot of money going to them to help them not only clear that backlog, but then also provide health care services and support to veterans because typically their care during this has been delayed and become more expensive more expensive during the pandemic. So the idea is we're going to give money to Veterans Affairs to to catch up from just the lack of funding that we've had historically for veterans over the last 20 years. We haven't done enough for veterans recently. Okay. Uh, and then the the last thing is uh, $350 billion for state and local funding, 60% for states, 40% for localities. And the idea is that is used for things like the Community Development Block Grant, that is used to make up for loss of sales tax revenue, property tax revenue. Uh, that is the money that that will ultimately end up helping cover budget shortfalls for for 
municipalities when it comes to funding their schools, funding their police departments, things like that. It makes up for some of what Anthony Trailing talked about on Tuesday. Some of that that we've seen millions of dollars lost locally from um, from lack of hospitality revenues when it comes to sales tax. So this money, this three hundred fifty billion, would go to replace a lot of that money that's been lost. Um, all in all, it's a big package. It's a lot of money being thrown it's around. A lot of money being thrown around, and and the goal is to have this passed in mid March. Um, the current unemployment benefits run out March fourteenth, and so their goal is to get this done and on the president's desk before that date, so that. States know the the additional government funding is coming for unemployment, so you don't have a gap in unemployment. Uh, last time we passed something, it was right before Christmas, and there was a delay between when it was signed and or when it was passed and when it was signed, and unemployment benefits ran out in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. So the goal is mid-March. No idea how it's going to work. Uh, once the House passes it, it'll go to the Senate. The Senate... Um, it, this is eligible for reconciliation, so it only has to get 50 votes, which means if it's only the Democrats, every single one of them has to vote for it. If one of them says no, a Republican has to vote for it, or it does not go through. Okay. Um, and then whatever the Senate passes, I'm sure the House is going to have to go back and pass exactly what they did, because the House will probably have a, a probably have extra money in there the Senate doesn't want to pass. Um, I'm curious about whether the $15 minimum wage is going to make it. Uh, the president has said that he doesn't think it will. Um, Senator Bernie Sanders has said he thinks it will. Um, his justification was that he said they allowed drilling in the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge in a reconciliation bill. So if you can say that that's budget related, you have to say that this is budget related. We talked about uh, the minimum wage, what, a week ago? Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about maybe $15 isn't, um, isn't the correct amount for the entire country. Uh, Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, kind of agrees with that. He feels like it's a little bit too low. Uh, Mitt Romney has introduced a proposal to do it at $10. So we'll see if something gets put through or if that gets dropped. Uh, but overall, total price is still $1.9 billion. And the thought process the Democratic Party has talked about is they would rather they would rather go too big than too small. Uh, I don't necessarily know how how if that's the right decision or not, but that's the course they've taken that's the approach yeah. that's the approach um let's right. see what happens yeah awesome where can people find you for all finance related things mid-south bank 519 east glenn avenue or you can call me 334-521-6009 another finance friday in the book zach blackerby Lindsay crosby here with you in auburn opalica this morning